to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It's time for NFL prop bet discussion as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Brian, Bob, and Kayla with you on this Friday. How are you? Another week, another bad slate of football, but we have actually a good primetime games this week for a change. You are not wrong there, but uh, we'll try to find some angles and some ways to make it worth our while on Sunday. How's that sound? Oh, absolutely. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. They are at Houston. Kyler Murray showed that he could run and still has that burst of speed. The Texans on defense have been giving up some yards on the ground, and especially now without Denzel Perryman. Should we maybe consider Murray for a longest rushing prop or maybe just his total, in fact, of yards on the ground? And flipping this on over to the Texans, is it Tank Dell time? His over-reception prop was some of the secondary concerns for the Cardinals. Yeah, I, honestly, Kyler's rushing overs weren't really on my radar, but now that you mentioned it, it actually sounds like a pretty good play. I mean, I'm sure you guys watched last week and all of your listeners did, but I watched a lot of the game as well, and it looked like he like was at 100% mobility-wise. I mean, he had that one scramble where it was typical Kyler Murray, which is really refreshing to see, nearly a year removed from his ACL injury. So I really want to mind that there, and especially for that long shot prop you mentioned, because I think Damian Pierce is going to be back for this one. So the Texans will be back for uh, having a split backfield. I'm not entirely sure that James Conner is going to have enough work in a negative game script type game. And you mentioned Tank Dell props. I really like that too, because I'm really high on a CJ Stroud on this one. His uh, difference in his passing yards per game at home versus on the road is almost 100 yards per game difference. And you mentioned his Cardinals pass defense and the injuries in the secondary. I'm almost wondering, like, I go into a lot of my matches for the week, like, oh, I want to fade this team, kind of a big performance. I want to sell high and buy low to other teams. And I was originally going to do that for this one. And then the more I dug into it, I was like, there's still some value on CJ Stroud here. They still haven't really, like, adjusted how they should. Meanwhile, the Lions offense is certainly humming. And this week at home against the Bears, who from the Lions offense should we target? Maybe David Montgomery in a revenge game, anytime touchdown possibility there? That's not a bad play. You mentioned for anytime touchdown because his usage around the goal line has been insane this year when he's been in the lineup, and it gets deflated by last week when he asked for Jameer Gibbs to get the carry to finish off that drive when he got in the end zone, which is pretty cool to hear. Yeah. And also, too, I wouldn't like his overs here just because if there's one – thing the Bears are good at, it's stopping the run. But that doesn't mean they can't stop it from getting into the end zone. And then you mentioned for the Lions, which offense player would break out. It's really hard to say because there's like a few different guys who would go up at any given time. But I'll start with the receivers, and this might be a chalk play. But why not a Monroe St. Brown, especially when he's going off against his brother? That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. For this Chargers and Packers contest, the Chargers defense giving up all sorts of yards and points. Brandon Staley saying he's going to continue to be the defensive play caller. It's been a little interesting, though, trying to figure out who will be the featured running back for the Packers, but I'd have to think that they should see some opportunities on the ground game here, potentially over A.J. Dillon, 27 and a half yards in 
Conversely, Justin Herbert looked more like himself last week. Was it an aberration or should we continue to look at him and some connections there with Keenan Allen or maybe even Quentin Johnston? Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned uh, A.J. Dillon over. That was one of the uh, player props given out by one of my uh, co-workers for a player props article. It's going to drop uh, Sunday morning ahead of the game. So you two are definitely aligned there. And I'll never think anything's an aberration for Justin Herbert just because he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL and firmly a top 10 quarterback, and that's being really conservative. But even still, even with the matchup at Lambeau Field, I mean, the Packers aren't the Packers are old, but still not the easiest environment on the road, especially with the travel and they'll have Jair Alexander back. But if I'm looking at one direction this one, why not the overs for Jordan Love or anyone the Packers receiver that's going to be healthy in this game? Because this Chargers passing defense gives it the most yards per game. And I, I just, it's even been, they got shredded even at home last week. So who knows what they'll look like on the road. And Jordan Love had a really poor start to the season. but has come along in recent weeks and at a uh, 229 and a half, it seems relatively low. Derrick Henry, uh, going back to his hometown of Jacksonville, he's had a history of destroying the Jags. One last memorable game back home for Henry this week? You know what? I just learned some of this call. I had no idea he was from Jacksonville. And all, after all this time with him being in the NFL, and maybe that makes sense in how he destroys his team all the time. But I guess that wouldn't be a bad play here just because I think we, and I say we, I say myself included, might have overrated Will Levis a bit these last couple of weeks after he had a pretty really good performance in his opener against the Falcons. Then he looked pretty competent on Thursday night football against the Steelers. But we know the Titans like to be run heavy and run first, and especially in a matchup where Will Levis is still a little, little inexperienced and they don't want to keep the Jaguars' offense up off the field. And that wouldn't be a bad play here. Honestly, you mentioned this could be his last go-around possibly at Jacksonville, so wouldn't, wouldn't really hate any of his overs in this one. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. The Raiders propped up with two wins under Antonio Pierce, but I think we certainly need to point out they were against both the New York teams. Now they're hitting the road to face the Dolphins here, coming off of a bye. A-Chan is back for Miami, too. Will they be feeding him the rock enough that he can bust a couple of really big plays? There has been a concerted effort to try to get Josh Jacobs the ball for the Raiders here in the interim coaching phase with Antonio Pierce but if game script has them down early will they abandon the run yeah that's a hard one to say I do agree with you that I'm not going to take these Raiders wins too seriously the last two games I mean those came against Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson maybe the two worst active quarterbacks in the NFL right now and they both came at home and now they're going to be facing not only a well-rested Dolphins team but a Dolphins team that appears to be completely healthy right now and the help as they've been all season and if I'm going to attack player props in this game for the Dolphins, I'm just going to assume that they're going to win in a blowout once again because they've, in each of their games, they've been at least a, touch, a favor, at least a touchdown this season. They've they've destroyed the spread and just blown out their opponents. And that starts with their offense. And we know how explosive eight chain is. So I'm looking at his props right now. Like even if like not even just to score one touchdown, but then why not two? I mean, right now you could get that at, um, I'm trying to find the odds right now. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you get two plus touchdowns, even a plus 600. We know how explosive he is. I mean, I would just attack over to the Dolphins in this one because, I mean, it's kind of an aberration as Raiders defense last two weeks because of the quarterback match. And now they're facing a top five offense in the NFL. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the new Browns starting quarterback, at least for this week. 
His other start this season, you know, he uh, completed six of his seven targets to David Njoku. So maybe something involving Njoku over against the Steelers' defense. Yeah, if you're going to go to over with him, though, I would go the receptions route, not the yards route, just because this is a game with such a low total, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson's yards total is so low, too. I mean, his receptions prop is kind of high, though, at 3.5 and plus 105, but don't really trust DTR to throw it deep downfield in this one against uh, Steelers' defense that's pretty solid and the low total, and I don't know how much the Browns are. This feels like one of those matchups where the Browns are going to be really conservative and just rely on their defense to win because – their defense, quite frankly, might be able to put up as many points as their offense in this one. The Giants, they're sending out Tommy DeVito again. The commanders under Sam Howell have certainly been effective at explosive plays. The Giants' defense has certainly had some issues stopping explosive plays. Sam Howell was over under uh, 51 and a half yards. Do we like that? Uh, and do any of his playmakers make sense? Yeah, I like that You when you mentioned Tommy DeVito. I like you didn't say former Syracuse quarterback. As a Syracuse alum watching him play, we're going to say he's Tom DeVito from Illinois where he played his last season in college. Exactly. But, uh, I was just going to say Illinois. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an Illinois quarterback in my eye, but uh, it's only so there much you can do with a terrible offense around him too. But this one, if you remember this game a few weeks ago, the commanders only put up seven points and Sam Howell got sacked a ton. But then since then, I've also been on an absolute tear with really big games against the Eagles, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. So maybe this could be a revenge spot for him at home, or maybe this Giants defense has their number. I mean, they did have Leonard Williams that one has been traded since, but they still have two really good pass rushers and Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. And they did give up 600, over 600 yards of offense last week, which is just insane. Like, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to fact check myself at the moment. I don't think I've ever heard of that in recent memory. But his line's only 251 and a half. They've been a pretty pass-happy team, and he leaves the league in passing yards right now, which is pretty crazy. So I don't think they're going to, it's going to be a blowout like the point spread might indicate when it was close to 10 points earlier this week. So if that's the case, then it seems pretty easy. He goes, goes over that 251 and a half, right? And then from that standpoint, I mean, I guess you got to look at Terry McLaurin. I mean, his receiving prop right now is only 58 and a half yards. You mentioned uh, the good primetime games. Uh, Monday night, obviously, the Eagles and the Chiefs. The Eagles without Dallas Goddard. But when Goddard has not been on the field the last couple of years, uh, you know, Smith has really had several pretty good games. So maybe uh, some Smith over props on Monday night against the uh, – granted, the Chiefs secondary good. So maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm just kind of chasing something that's not there. No, you are actually chasing that is there. This is another player probably one of my colleagues likes for this matchup. He mentioned that the Chiefs done a really good job of shutting down number one wide receivers this year. So rather than fading A.J. Brown, who has a pretty scary and uh, thing to do, and I would have the stomach to do it, he's going to just go with the over for Devontae Smith. I mean, his yards prop right now is in the low 50s range, and we saw him have a pretty big game in the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure he even led the game, that led the Super yeah. Bowl receiving yards in that game too. So – and he's, the thing with Devontae is is that, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, so like, I could speak pretty highly of him here, that he could beat you in a variety of ways. I mean, he could be he could be a high-volume receiver or he could beat you downfield. So he could either get this on just two catches or he could get it with a lot of different catches and be heavily involved in the offense. And the Dallas Goddard's absence does definitely throw a wrench here too. And it's not the Eagles' tight ends are very deep behind him or they're very deep at pass catcher also. So – I'll really expect an uptick for somebody that Hurts likes to throw to regularly, and that could be a guy like Devontae Smith, 
to be a guy like DeAndre Swift even. Brian Blues, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Uh, the Seahawks and the Rams here. Matthew Stafford is back. How will that help Cooper Cup, who's sitting at 81 and a half yards and flipping this to the Seahawks side of things? Kenneth Walker at 64 and a half yards. Can he uh, take advantage of the Rams' run defense? Yeah, Cooper Cup wasn't active for this one in week one when the Rams pulled off at the time, a really shocking road win, like a blowout win at Seattle, which is really shocking at the time. And Stafford's going to be back for this one. He Cooper Cup should draw the matchup of a Devon Witherspoon, who's been really good as a rookie. He's second in defense rookie of the year odds, but I'm not going to let a matchup versus a rookie corner not have me like pass up on Cooper Cup props if I'm interested in it, just because he's one of the top receivers in the NFL, and he's definitely matchup approved. You go to Kenneth Walker. What's his line at right now? He's at 65 and a half. I, my only concern that one could be game script because this has kind of sneaky upset potential with the Rams. Back to this Monday night game. I might be fishing on this one, but I'll give it a try anyway. Uh, the Chiefs' Rasheed Wall, uh, Rice was mentioned. I almost said Rasheed Wallace. We all know him. <laughs> uh, Rasheed Rice uh, specifically was mentioned by Patrick Mahomes at the press conference yesterday. Rice is there. You know, it's hard to tell if any of these receivers for the you know, Chiefs, other than Kelsey, are any good. But he's been—he's actually made some plays. Might he do some damage against the Eagles' pass defense, which has had some issues this season? So, does that? You know, am I fishing? Uh, should I just you know, quit fishing on that, or just you know, throw throw the uh, you know, line, line hooker sinker all into the water at the same time? So I think the way to attack this Eagles' pass defense—it's a little. I don't know if it lines up really well with any of these uh, Chiefs wide receivers with their player props because it's really from like a volume standpoint. Like they have a they have a bend don't break defense. It's like we're not gonna let you beat us deep downfield, but let you catch everything underneath. I'm not really sure if any Chiefs pass catchers like Travis Kelsey kind of falls under that. And another thing is they've been getting killed on the slot in recent weeks. Their nickel corner Avante Max been out for the season. Then they signed Bradley Roby off the street who was injured, and they've had a mix of undrafted rookie of an undrafted rookie corner and a rookie safety playing that slot role, but they will have Bradley Roby back. But at the same time, he was signed in the middle of the season for a reason. He's really not that impressive a player at this point of his career. So it's really about which Chiefs player is going to be in the slot the most. He's got the highest volume, and that's obviously going to be Travis Kelsey, in my opinion. Brian, before we let you go here today, is there anything we haven't touched on that you really like? Uh, you know, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, anytime touchdown score. Uh, I guess one thing would be, let's go back to the Monday night game with Jalen Hurts. Um, they said that he is he was really good with his knee during that bye week, which is really refreshing to see. No more knee brace for him, extra week of rest. And if you guys remember the Super Bowl, Hurts destroyed this uh, Chiefs defense on the ground. And even when he was wearing the knee brace, he still was running when he had to and was able to at least pick up a few yards with his feet. So, if you think that uh, if you if you do believe that he's at 100 percent or close to 100 percent or at the very least a lot closer to what he was the past couple of weeks, then his rushing props should be one he should be targeting in this game. Brian, as always, we greatly appreciate your time and we look forward to doing a special edition with you next week on Wednesday, uh, getting us ready for the Thanksgiving and uh, Thanksgiving weekend slate of games. Yep, thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Brian Blue is there, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com.